0: As part of the state budget adopted this year, New York lawmakers and Governor Kathy Hochul signed off on legislation designed to ensure that the state power authority has the authority, either by itself or in conjunction with private entities, to develop, own, and operate new renewable energy projects. The measure is supposed to help policymakers achieve the goals of the 2019 Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act, which called for 70% of the state's electricity coming from renewable energy sources by 2030, as well as creating a zero-emissions statewide electrical system By 2040. For more on the issue, we're joined by Assemblymember Robert Carroll, a Brooklyn Democrat who has championed the issue in the Assembly. Welcome to the Capitol Press Room, Assemblymember. Thanks for having me, Dave. So it seems like every few months I get a press release from NYSERDA or another state entity about a a solicitation for new offshore wind or citing approval for new upstate solar, all developed by private companies. So why is it important for the state to get more heavily in the business of developing and operating its own renewable energy projects?
1: This is a great question. So the reason why we think it's important for the New York Power Authority, which already is the largest producer of public power in the nation is because we believe that it will not only help kickstart the production of new renewable energy throughout the state, not just the mega projects that you hear NICERTA NYSERDA putting out press releases, which of course are that offshore wind farms off of Long Island, but make sure that we're getting wind and solar farms throughout the state, building interconnectivity so that both public and privately owned Renewable energy generation is getting to the places that it needs to get to, which is a very big problem in New York. And really creating a better, more competitive marketplace for for energy production in New York. And NIPA is with the Inflation Reduction Act passed federally. You know, NIPA is poised to get federal dollars, poised to go to the bond markets to really act in the best interest of New Yorkers, right? They're not acting on behalf of shareholders. They're not acting on behalf of anyone but the state of New York and the people of New York to help us meet our renewable energy goals, which I think are really important. And so I think this is going to be a really good mix to what we already have.
0: Well, what is it then about the language that was included in the state budget that will ensure that NYPA gets into the business of developing and operating and owning more renewable energy projects?
1: Sure. So there'll be a biannual review. So every two years, there'll be a strategic plan made between NYPA and NYSERDA. And they will decide if we're meeting the goals of the CLCPA, which was one of the broadest climate pieces of legislation in the world, you know, to reduce New York's reliance on fossil fuels. They will look to see if we're meeting our goals. And then they will charge NIPA to act. And I think it's going to act in two ways. One, it's going to actually go out and build renewable energy generation, so wind farms, solar farms. It could also partner with private actors as long as it owns at least 51% of the project. And it can also build substations for interconnectivity, which is making sure that we have both the power and the actual physical substations to get the power to where it needs to go.
0: Do you feel like NIPA has the capacity right now, based on its existing staffing levels and resources, to take on this mission, or does it need additional resources? NIPA currently is not in the
1: business of building renewable energy generation. They're going to get up to speed quite quickly. And I think that they're going to do that through partnerships, as well as now NIPA goes from this kind of moribund state agency that folks don't want to work at, that folks are uninterested at working at, to one of the most important energy jobs in the nation. So I think that if I were the governor, I would be putting out a nationwide search for some of the top talent to help build out NYPA's infrastructure and really make this a wonderful state agency.
0: Well, how, if at all, do you think the current staffing and leadership at NIPO will impact the implementation of this legislation? Because I think it's fair to say that the acting director has not exactly been champing at the bit to have this authority granted to him. So do you have any reservations about the current leadership there and their ability to really get behind this?
1: You know, Justin Driscoll, uh, who's the acting president, last year we had a public hearing in July and he was somewhat uninterested or disinterested in you know, expanding NIPA's portfolio in the Mm -hmm. public power space. I think that he has changed his tune over the last number of months and says that he is interested. I hope that that is true, and I hope that he is focused on that. But this has to come from the governor. The governor has signed this budget. This is now law. It would be a real shame if we pass this bill and either the current leadership or new leadership or whomever is charged with running NIPA does not take this authority and run with it. You know, we really need to meet our renewable energy goals, and the only way we're going to do it is having everyone pulling in the same direction. So we need NIPA to go out there and figure out how to build new renewable wind and solar, how to partner with the private sector to build new and renewable solar, and to build substations, all three of those things. You know, I was just speaking with a colleague last week, and, you know, one of the easiest places that NIPA could start is looking at our throughway Authority at SUNY and CUNY campuses, looking at all the state lands that are ripe for building solar. And then, of course, there's tons and tons of siting issues and projects throughout the state that I think NIPA would be a prime target for. And they should have leadership, and they should have a whole team dedicated to that. And if they don't, if the Assembly is going to hold them accountable. I've already talked to Ken Zabrowski, the corporation's chair, which oversees NIPA in, in the state legislature. I'm ready to have a hearing this fall to say, what's going on? You've now given this authority. What is your plan?
0: You mentioned that process of assessing the state's compliance with the CLCPA to determine what, if anything, the New York Power Authority should be doing in this space. But putting aside those potential reviews, which might mandate action, What would you like to see as a result of this authority? Is there a certain amount of power that you think the New York Power Authority could be generating through uh, new projects? Have you got a threshold in mind already in terms of their capacity?
1: I don't. I don't think that's the way these projects are built. I think that... You don't want to preordain things? No, I don't want to preordain things, David. But what I can tell you is that if the leadership of NYPA is serious about building public power... And looking at the kind of federal grants we can get through the IRA, there is no reason in five years' time that NIPA is not building on its own multiple renewable energy projects and building multiple substations. And, you know, if they're not, we've got to ask a lot of questions of why. Because we've given them this authority, the economics makes sense with the IRA, and I know that even the private sector has desperately asked for... NIPA to help them with interconnectivity and substations, so you know I think that we should we should see quite a bit of activity from NIPA over the next five years.
0: We spoke recently with uh, the Danish energy company Orsted about some of their offshore wind projects, and they are quick to point out that uh, their work is being financed by them with the only thing that taxpayers are on the hook for is the eventual cost of power later on. You mentioned the Inflation Reduction Act. Is it likely that federal dollars and other grants would be responsible for paying for any new renewable energy projects under NIPA's authority? Or or is it possible that state taxpayers would have to pay for some of these projects? And if so, is that a worthwhile investment?
1: The state taxpayers will pay zero. And they were always going to pay zero Mm -hmm. before the Inflation Reduction Act and after. The Inflation Reduction Act just makes it so much sweeter You know, NIPA funds its projects through the bond markets, through the capital markets, the private markets, that is, and it's going to continue to do that. And so they're going to build projects just the same way, you know, some Dutch multinational, which I don't know the governing structure of that company. I wouldn't be shocked if the Dutch government owns a percentage of it. And they're going to the bond markets. They're going to the capital markets. That's what NIPA was always going to do, and they will continue to do that. They have a fiduciary responsibility. But now, because of the IRA, they can get those federal grants as well. And so it just makes it all the all the much easier for them to build and build aggressively.
0: And how, if at all, does the language in the state budget uh, as it pertains to the New York Power Authority impact uh, their responsibilities when it comes to operating and overseeing peaker plants that are utilized when energy demand is peaking?
1: Well, so in the bill you know we are going to decommission all the peaker plants in new york city and i believe one on long island by 2030 and so i think that's a great victory that was i was very happy about it i have a bill actually to decommission all peaker plants throughout the state we should be on that goal because not only are they massively massively inefficient they disproportionately are in poor communities and communities of color these peaker plants for those who don't know what they are they go on almost exclusively in the dead of summer when it is exceptionally hot. Most run less than 15% of the time of the year. Some run just a handful of days a year. And so what we need to do is we need to find out ways to to decommission these as we get new power online, as we get new energy storage systems online, battery storage systems online. And so this is the whole mix. And so I'm very excited that NIPA will not only be Part of helping us build out the renewable energy mix that we need to run our homes and buildings and hospitals and schools, but that it will also be part of the mix of actually shutting down the dirtiest fossil fuel plants in our state.
0: And finally, this legislation, this version of the legislation represents a compromise between the Assembly, the Senate and the governor. So when you think uh, about this version uh, of the measure that was adopted as it compares to the legislation that you championed, are there any regrets or any parts of it that you are going to keep pushing that might have been in your bill that weren't in the final language or do you feel like you got everything you wanted? Look, this is a
1: tremendously, tremendous Accomplishment and tremendously broader than what the governor proposed in her one-house budget. NIPA has the authority; is is charged with building renewable energy generation and substations. NIPA is charged that if it were to partner with any private entity, that it must be a 51% stakeholder owner. NIPA has real labor protections in it. We are shutting down our dirtiest fossil fuel plants in the state, peaker plants in the New York City metro area. So this is a huge, huge expansion of the what I would call BPRA light that the governor proposed three months ago. And, and look, the REACH program, which the governor did propose, that was a great idea to make sure that low-income residents are getting renewable energy and getting low-cost energy. But I'm going to be always talking with the advocates about how we can make sure that all of our buildings throughout the state are being powered by renewable energy and green energy as quickly as possible. I'm going to continue to talk to folks about making sure that ratepayers are not being gouged by private corporations and how we can especially help environmental justice communities and low income New Yorkers pay their energy bills. I'm going to continue to talk about how we can you know, make a better New York and a more vibrant New York. And it was really cynical what was going on among some of the private power producers, especially the small private power producers who had decided that it was their birthright to kind of own the renewable energy market in New York State. It was pretty shocking. And so we have a lot of work to do. However, this is an unbelievable accomplishment. The thing that I'm going to be laser focused on is making sure that NIPA now takes this authority and does something with it. And we're going to hold the governor to account. We're going to hold NYPA to account. We're going to hold NYSERDA to account. And I hope that they realize that I think the Assembly and Senate are serious about that. We're going to watch them like a hawk. I do think they're going to build. I think they realize how serious this issue is. And I think they realize the amazing opportunity that they have.
0: Well, we've been speaking with Assemblymember Robert Carroll. He is a Brooklyn Democrat. Assemblymember, thank you so much for making the time. And congrats on the passage of your legislation. Thank you, David. Anytime. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the Independent Power Producers of New York. IPNY's annual Clean Energy Spring Conference and Showcase is set for May 9th and 10th at the Albany Capital Center. More information at IPPNY.org.